brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey, everybody, it's Word Balloon. Welcome to the weekend. John Sutris here. Ryan Stegman joins us today on Word Balloon. We did a Word Balloon Live yesterday afternoon, and uh, it was great. Of course, Ryan, kicking ass on so many platforms, uh, has become a serious podcaster, and uh, that's terrific. And also uh, the fact that uh, he and um, Donnie Cates have a substack going on, and uh, we talk about that. Of course, we talk about Marvel work. Of course, we talk a bit about his excellent covers and sketches. And Ryan is going to be part of this great comic book um, show that we're going to do online next weekend. Uh, my buddy uh, Chad from Comic Corps and my buddy Bill, Bill Cox from uh, Comic Art Fans, uh, we're joining forces. Bill has been doing these shows twice a year for a while now. And uh, I've been very fortunate to be involved with many of them moderating panels. And uh, we got a whole great lineup, and Stegman will be there uh, selling original art, selling commission sketches, uh, and the like. And uh, it's worth your time to uh, hear him now and uh, hear him again uh, a week from now uh, on Saturday. Is he on Saturday or Sunday? I can't remember. I'll look at the schedule and I'll tell you the full details at the end of the show. But uh, for now, enjoy the uh, conversation with myself and Ryan Stegman on Word Balloon. Word Balloon brought to you by Aftershock Comics. You know, Joe Pruitt of Aftershock did something really smart when the pandemic hit, and that was figure out a way of presenting short form but really powerful stories from a lot of the top creators. After Dark is a brand new 48-page anthology featuring some incredible horror stories from people like Cullen Bunn and Cliff Richards, Jim Starlin and Nicole Jelenic, Joe himself with... Seisman Kodransky and Frank Thierry 
and Joe Isma. Four great stories from four great groups of creators. Really neat stuff. Make sure you check out November's After Dark. Also coming from Aftershock, a brand new series from Colin Bunn. It's The Heathens. Colin Bunn, Heath Amadio, and Sammy Cavella. Pretty neat stuff. Uh, and uh, it's a brand new series. Also coming from Aftershock, the collected volume of Shadow Doctor, a true story about Peter Calloway's grandfather, Nathaniel Calloway, a black man who graduated from medical school in the early 1930s. He couldn't get any work in any Chicago hospitals, so he had to turn to Al Capone. It's one of the most profoundly fascinating and significant stories Aftershock has ever put out. Uh, it also received uh, Eisner nominations, rightfully so, for, for George Genty's incredible art. Make sure you look at this collaboration coming up in November. Shadow Doctor, the complete series collected in one volume from Aftershock Comics. And uh, don't forget, you can find other great stories, previews of the stories, full pages of art at their website, AftershockComics.com. Word Balloon is also brought to you by AlexRossArt.com. Alex's art speaks for itself. Iconic images of incredibly amazing characters over the years. DC, Marvel, some great Golden Age heroes that Alex has redesigned. Tributes to people like the Monkees and Monty Python, David Bowie, the Beatles. So many great iconic people have allowed themselves and their estates have allowed Alex to depict them in ways that you want on your walls. I mean, these are not only wonderful covers for graphic novels and comics, but also beautiful art prints, amazing lithographs, and incredible original art as well. If you can swing it, it's worth it because Alex is that kind of illustrative genius. And all of his work is waiting for you at every price point imaginable at alexrossart.com. Don't waste time. Go over there today. I'm sure you're going to find your favorite hero depicted by Alex Ross. alexrossart.com. Word Balloon is brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners, my followers from Patreon, patreon.com slash Word Balloon. They've been instrumental to me, not just during the weirdness of the pandemic, but seriously, ever since I opened my Patreon account, I met so many patrons at Baltimore Comic-Con recently who were incredibly kind, and I am so grateful for their support, their attention, and their willingness to uh, really help me out with Word Balloon with their monthly donations to what I'm doing here at Word Balloon. If you like what I do here, if you can swing it, I know it's a weird time, I know times are tough, but if you like what I do here and you you can you know help me out with Word Balloon because all I'm trying to do is entertain uh, all of us with these amazing conversations and I'm doing it with the good graces of my fans, the League of Word Balloon listeners. If you want to join the league, patreon.com slash Word Balloon. Welcome back, everybody. I'm going to pull back so uh, my frightening face doesn't scare everybody off. It's uh, John Suntress and Word Balloon Live. Welcome again. And, man, it's been forever, Ryan Stegman, but welcome to Word Balloon. Great Thanks to for see having you. me. Great to see I'm, you. Totally, man. One, one of our favorite artists, but also uh, has become one of our favorite podcasters as well. I love that you're doing that, man. I think that's awesome. And here, I'm going to even put up the uh, – there it is, Stegman and Friends – Yep, that's uh that's our podcast, but it, we sort of are doing more live stuff right now. But uh, it's really winging it. So to say we're one of your favorite podcasters when you do something this professional is quite the uh, compliment. <laughs> that's me giving it to myself, right? I love you. You know that. Yeah, and that's really nice praise. But Jesus, man, you know, I just open the microphone and the camera, and it's just like let's hang out, which you do as well on your show. Oh yeah, for sure. 
You know, and that's true. Hey, man, that's terrific. I was just listening to uh, Matt Rosenberg's uh, uh-huh. last appearance. And also, I know, I mean, there's a million things to talk to you about, but also uh, in addition to doing Stegman and Friends and doing the podcasts and doing the live streams that you do, it's every Thursday. Am I correct? Uh, it's 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 most Thursdays. We, we, we're kind of all over the map with how because, you know, I actually have like a pretty insane schedule with two kids and you know having to draw all this stuff so yeah. uh we do it as often as we can and you know like i said we've kind of moved into the live streams and this week there will be one on saturday rather than thursday or wednesday you know we kind of just do it when we have the time uh so you know we just kind of work around all the other stuff that we have going on that's excellent peter beiser uh, a, a league of word balloon listener uh loves uh, loves your look yeah, I, I lived in Philadelphia for three years um, when I was younger, and uh, this was when they had like Lenny Dykstra and uh, you know Darren Dalton and John Cruck and all those guys. So I became a huge fan of that team, and then I saw this hat, and I was like, you know, gotta gotta pay homage. That's awesome, man. Well, you know, we uh, we benefited from uh, back in the '80s when Dallas Green left Philly after building that incredible '80s Phillies team. Mm-hmm. Did the same thing for the Cubs and gave us you know Ryan Sandberg and. Uh, right. So many great players and stuff. And then a really great ride back in 84. And, you know, this is back prior to us finally winning the series back in uh, 15 or 16. I can't even remember the year anymore. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those those kind of teams meant a lot to us and stuff. And, yeah, Philly, a great organization. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's terrific. And, of course, as you, you're you representing with Michigan right there. Yeah. Yeah, so, I gotta rep- I'm representing everywhere I've lived. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. That's that's excellent. Um you know, uh, well, let's let's uh, at first. I want to. I mean, uh, so you do the podcast. Uh, Donnie is on occasionally. Who mm-hmm. who else is on the show? Uh, so lately, it's been basically the the problem that we have is that uh, I don't want to do any booking. Like that's just not something that I have the capacity for. Which I'm sure you know. You know, you it's it's hard to to wrangle people. Yeah. So. We were doing interviews for a while, but now I kind of just have my friends show up when they can because we, we started doing the StreamYard thing and we do them live. And so basically every single episode, uh, Chip comes in and messes everything up. Chip Zdarsky. <laughs> uh, Donnie's been on a few. Um, Rosenberg's been on. You know, Scotty's come on randomly. Um, we've got a bunch of other guys that, you know, I, I, se- I just send the link out to all my uh, creator friends and say, hey, if you can join us. You know, Charles Soul has been on. Sure. Um so that's kind of the idea is just whoever's available, come on, come join in and it'll just be like a free flowing conversation rather than me trying to do research for, you know, trying to find time to do this stuff. Excellent. Here's Smoto says big Stegman and friends fan really enjoyed the insight into uh, venom or info of venom or no, it is into venom. Yeah, that was a early. So one of the things that we want to do and we'll be doing it with vanish uh, is um, we, wanted to do like uh director's commentary on issues so we did do that on issue one of venom which you can find on our youtube page at youtube.com slash stegman r and i think that's our most popular video so but it actually ended up being so much work that we were like you know we do these things and then we're like well that that was too much we have <laughs> we have other jobs we have to do yeah. but now we have we have guys that were paying to do this stuff so that'll, wow. that'll be something for the future for sure that's excellent, man. Well, and again, you can rely on pointing a camera to whatever you're drawing, and I know you right. do that. Yeah, and, and truly, you know, people love that. I'm sure you've watched 
uh, Dave Johnson and Jeff Johnson and Pinojian do right. their drink and draw show. Mm -hmm. And really, man, yeah, it's just a pleasure to hear them bullshitting while they're they're all sketching and stuff, and it's it's outstanding. So no, and I know Sh I know Scotty does his mm -hmm. uh, you know sketch shows and everything where he's drawing stuff. I think it's great, and I, I think it's a wonderful way for the artists to get work done while also kind of gather gathering the fans and showing yeah. them what's going on. I mean, what I do all day anyway while I'm drawing is I talk to my friends, you know, and we're just bullshitting and, you know, you kind of, you, you just are all making jokes and nobody's getting too serious. And with this StreamYard thing, we're able to like let fans in to talk to us. So it's like a really cool community thing. I think it's just fun. Like the, you know, we've, we've got a good group of guys that show up to every single one and they come on and they talk to us and. Uh, we have fun with them and, you know, it just feels like it feels like something I would have wanted to be a part of when I was younger, you know, Ab dude, absolutely. And, you know, growing up uh, as I did decades earlier, uh, reading Amazing Heroes in the Comics Journal, that's really what I modeled Word Balloon off of. And, mm -hmm. and it's like if they were, you know, and a lot of those really were just transcripts of conversations back and forth. And that's the vibe I'm going for and everything. So, no, I think yeah. it's great. Uh, here, uh, a word from your nemesis, Chip Sidarski. Ryan, I wish you would always point the camera. At did you talking. did you take care of what I said, my, my stipulation for being on the show, which is to delete your conversation with J Chip forever? No, you didn't. Yeah. Oh. No, it's well, so I got to go. Off. I was going to say, don't <laughs> walk off. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, man, honestly, what you're all doing right now, in addition to whatever time you have to do, mainstream uh, and forgive the division, but you know what I mean? DC and Marvel stuff. The Substack thing is very intriguing. Um, I'm thrilled that you guys have this opportunity mm -hmm. to get uh, funded up front to, to make some interesting things. And uh, in fact, uh, here, let's see, where is it? Uh, Hallowfield says the new sub, the newest Substack vanish pencils are amazing. So vanish is your Substack book. Right. Um, Give me the 10 cent pitch first about. Oh man, I think it pitching. It's basically like uh, sort of if you took the X-Men and Harry Potter and you mashed them into one and then added in glorious bastards into it. So you got your main character who's like sort of this, he, you know, he's he's got magical powers, sort of a Dr. Strange type magic. These cool. He comes from a magical world, but the magical world gets destroyed and he, uh, he eventually defeats the ultimate villain and he um, is kind of messed up from this forever because he was, he's basically like a child star. And so it's kind of his story as we're in the future now and he's kind of losing it. He's falling apart because he was this famous, you know, 13 year old. And now he's just, you know, a guy and he's dealing with that. And, you know, obviously <laughs> if you've seen any of the art there's you know there's lots of superheroics and all that kind of good stuff but you know it's it's dark i like to say it's me and donnie's emo bullshit that we do you know <laughs> so what is the name of your uh, publishing company now klc press klc press excellent and um i'm assuming you formed this and then the Substack offer came. How did, how did that all work out? It actually, yeah. So we were going to do um, a Kickstarter. We were going to do what Scott Snyder did with Noctera. Um, pretty much just going to rip him off. I told him straight up that that's what I was going to do. And he said it was okay. So uh, so we were going to do a black and white director's cut of the first issue um, just to get, like help me to get paid while I was making this book that we were then going to release at Image, which we still are going to release at Image. Okay. Um, yeah. But uh we had the 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 um the uh what's it called 
Kickstarter page was made and uh, it was fully ready to go, 100% ready. And then, you know, we got the call from Substack and they were like, hey, don't do that. And uh, we were like, well, we just are about to hit the button, basically, you know, like literally about to hit the button the sure. next day. And, uh, you know, they kind of gave us an offer. And then Donnie was like, what are you talking about? You know, because the offer, I related to Donnie initially because he didn't, he wasn't on the phone. And then he kept saying, what are you talking about? No, we have to launch this thing. We already, you know, did all this work. And then I said, let's just get on the phone with Nick uh, Spencer and, you know, we'll, we'll see what he has to say. And then like five minutes in the call, Donnie was like, oh yeah, we're doing this thing. And that's great. uh, You know, prior to doing it, I had had some meetings with people about starting a company that would essentially do exactly what we're doing with incorporating the live streams and letting people in on the process of us making the book and many other things we're going to end up doing. Um, and we were like, I was going to have to start going to investors, like investor meetings and pitching these, yeah. you know, rich guys. And, right. uh, you know, that didn't seem very fun. <laughs> and I also then, you know, you're beholden to investors and all this stuff. And uh, then we got this and we were just like, well, this is, this is it. This is what we wanted to do anyway. And how long have you been um, on the Substack platform? How many weeks? Uh, we, we're probably two months in now, I think. Okay. Think about a little over two months. And, uh, or is it three months? When did we do? It's, it's been a little while here, but um, like I said, like it's been really, really fun. It's been, you know, we, everybody's kind of figuring out what it is and how to best use it on the fly. Um, because, you know, it is essentially, you're going to get this book way before Im- it comes out at image. Um, but at the same time, we there's a lot that goes into it, you know, to make the book. And so um, because we're not like a huge outfit with a ton of people that can kind of, uh, you know, take care of everything and make sure that everything comes out on time, the book is not out. But, you know, they're seeing the pages as they come in. We're doing the live streams, the sketch giveaways. We're doing, uh, you know, we're going to start tying it into our convention appearances where they'll be Great. able to, you know, Substack exclusive stuff. It's going to be really cool. It's, And I think it's worth it already, but I think it'll be even more worth it in the future. No, that's great, man. And again, like you said, you're already planning on doing half of this stuff. And also you already are doing this stuff with the live streaming, with podcasting Mm -hmm. and everything. So I think that's great. And in fact, hearing uh, the Rosenberg podcast episode, your guy was saying people can follow you on Substack without uh you know spending the monthly fee right that a lot of the stuff is going to be available to people i'll let yeah. you explain yeah it's 90 percent. i would say it's 95 percent free i mean we we do we try to do a, a paid post every week where you know you're going to get the art that i've done that week for the book sure um but the uh and then you know the sketch giveaways like i'm doing detailed sketches that would cost you know five hundred dollars if i did them for you at a convention but you know people that our paid subscribers can win them, but we also do free sketches for people that they can win. So it's like a, I don't know. It, to me, it's a no brainer to at least sign up for the free one, you know, like what's the harm in that. But uh, then you have the, uh, you know, the paid side, which the people seem to be enjoying and we're, we've got a really strong community going and it's a lot of fun. Like I said, man, at first I'm like, all right, what is this? But the fact that, um, you, you you know, oh, I think a lot of you that are doing it are making a lot of free content available. And also for people who want hard copies of comics and stuff, it's like, yeah, man, it'll come. 
I mean, right. you know, they'll, they'll be in the stores eventually. So, yeah. so that's terrific. And again, I think you really, I, I'm glad that uh, Substack for as many people uh, as they are willing to give this offer, they get upfront money. Mm -hmm. It gives them the opportunity to really explore some really cool ideas. Right. Um, and, and yeah, I, and I think it's a, a win for the fans as well, because as they get to know you guys from your DC and Marvel work, they want to follow you into your creator own stuff. Right. I, I really believe that. And I've seen the evidence in the last 20 years that I've been watching things happen in this, uh, you know, current age of comics. So yeah, it's a win-win as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Like if you like it, if you like this type of thing, then we're offering it. If you don't, then you can just buy the book when it comes out from image. But you know, for me, one of the great joys of comic books when I was younger was the, uh, the letters pages and the, you know, Todd McFarlane would put at the end of every spawn issue pictures of his studio and stuff like that. And I couldn't get enough of that. Like the, there, there was not enough of it. Um, now, you know, there's, there's a lot of it, but uh, you know, I'm just trying to make mine the most interesting and, you know, show people what yeah. life is like for me and, and for Donnie and, you know, people that make comic books. Excellent. Um, Fenix from Spain wants to know Fenix animations. If you could hint more at the similarities with the glorious bastards, he didn't hear you if you went into detail before. Well, so the, yeah. So basically our main character, I'm not going to give away too much, but his uh, he's, he's, you know, this child star who's all messed up and he is mad that the people that destroyed this magic world in the past just got away. And so he's going to make it his mission to handle that, whether it's unhinged or whether it's the right thing to do is, you know, up to the reader to decide. But uh, he's definitely going to I mean, that that's essentially the idea. You know, it's the, they were hunting yeah. down the old Nazis. That's that's what we're doing. I get you, man. No, and that's that's plenty. That's very good. Um, you know, yeah. Hallowfield says the latest pencils that you've uploaded for is the Inglorious Bastards part, and he recommends that uh, Phoenix uh, uh, subscribe. So I think that's cool. Yeah, Hallowfield is one of our great, uh, you know, subscribers, and he's he comes to the live streams and types into the chat, and he uh, he's on Twitter always inking stuff that I that I draw. It's really cool. He's you know, well, he's that's one great. Of the ones that make it fun. Welcome, Hallowfield. I hope uh, I hope you'll check out Word Balloon's library and see some of the other uh, creators. You can watch Chip shit all over Donnie uh, from yesterday. There you go. Oh, That's sure. all he does. No, I know. That's his whole career. <laughs> Denny, dude, do you and Donnie have any idea when the first issue will be coming out from Image? We started having some serious conversations about that just recently because, you know, like initially we're not going to rush anything, but it, it's looking like the image release will be in June or July. Okay. Uh, much sooner than that on the Substack. The first issue is um, all penciled, nearly all inked, like as in two or three pages aren't inked yet, and then over halfway colored, and it's thirty pages. So, but once that once that is finished, you know there will be not much delay between when that's all put together and when it comes out on Substack. That's great, man, and truly, I appreciate you. Uh, kind of explaining the time window between Substack and Image, because I think that might be a concern from you know some people who just don't know the whole story. So it's it's right, great yeah. It's, it's basically yeah. It's just you can get it ahead of time, or you can get it you know the physical copy, or you can get uh, well. You actually on our Substack you get physical copies that you're not going to get anywhere else. I should 
uh, sell people on that. But like, yeah, there's the, there's the, if they sign up for a full year or they pay the $300 tier. So the full year, I think they're, they're getting multiple Substack exclusive books. And then the uh, $300 tier, they're getting like a lot of um, wow. variant covers. You know, we've got like a Scotty Young cover and a Daniel Warren Johnson cover. That's great. And all that stuff. So that's excellent, man. That's very, very cool. I talked to Donnie in August at Terrificon. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and uh, he had a great story. He and uh, Donnie's wife, and forgive me, Donnie's wife's name, Megan. Megan, of course. Shame on me. Sorry about that, Megan. If you should be watching, but they had a great story about uh, when they were visiting uh, you guys, and uh, uh, you guys had to go out and run errands, and uh, uh, Donnie and Megan had to babysit, or maybe Donnie by himself. I'm not sure. And there was a power outage, and oh yes, hilarity yes. ensued. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was when Donnie was here when we were breaking. We've never told that story publicly. That's a good one. Oh, he told it on the panel. Go on. Uh, yeah, we so. We went to, or he came out to my house to um, to break the vanish story. We sat in the room in my office for a few days and just got it all figured out. And uh, he, at one point, I can't remember why it happened. I think my wife had something to go to, and it was just poor planning on my part. Oh, I had to, I had to go to the first meeting for. Uh, I was going to be a baseball coach for my son, and I had to go to this meeting to do sure. this thing. And so I was like, uh Donnie, can you watch the boys, you know? And uh, he, of course, doesn't want to, but uh, he, he, he obliged. And as soon, and I was like, look, they'll just play on their, their screens. If you just, you can just give them screens and they, they won't bother you and whatever. And uh, I walked out of the house and he texts me and he says, the internet's out. And I'm like, no, no way. He's just messing with me. And I start looking at my phone and I'm looking at the, um, the outage map and uh yeah it, it was out and then it kept coming in and then going out so he and essentially ended up having to like hang out with my two sons who he barely knows at all and deal with a 10 year old and a seven year old and try to talk to them it's like kind of like uncle buck or something you know sure but that's in the end awesome. you know i think they were all happy about it so that's good jesus no it was very funny to hear and i can appreciate that ryan i forget your your wife's name forgive me it's been a aaron while. yeah karen or aaron aaron Aaron, yes. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, because I know I've met her before as well. Got it. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, we had to think about it for a second. And, yeah, luckily we did see each other at Terrificon two years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, right. But prior to that, I'm like uh, maybe Fort Wayne, Indiana, back when Discount Comic Book Service oh, was still gosh. there. And yeah, we took that... the road trip. And it was, you know, me and Norton coming from Chicago mm-hmm. and you guys coming from Detroit. And we all yeah, hung that, out that and the round comics guys ago. were there. I was a nobody then. But you still talk what to up? me, John. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I mean, seriously, man, I got some great shots of the kind of sketches that you do. I mean, these are, look at this shit. Are you kidding me? Look at this for Christ's sake. And uh, that, the that store is one of the best. Oh man. All the, yeah. That, uh, the Batman, Batman's badass. Absolutely. I'm sorry if it's a little fuzzy, everybody. Uh, I suck at that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it to Stegman yesterday with uh, a Devil's Reign covered uh, for the the Marvel event he's got coming up. But also, and we didn't talk about this off the air, but am I right? Are you going to do Bill Cox's online show uh, next weekend, the 13th and the 14th? Hopefully. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Sorry if I'm, you know. That's possible. Is am I announced as such? I have people that do this stuff for me. Felix uh, Felix will be moderating the hour if you're doing it. Okay. Then yes. Yeah, okay. Felix. I'm sure he's told me. I've got so many moving parts in my life right now. We've got. I don't know if you saw this today. The the Tell My it. Hero Academia piece that I did for the new movie. No. 
Oh yeah, so I did a. You can go to Funimation UK's Twitter to see it, or my Twitter. Um, but I did this piece to celebrate the release of the movie. But I, I also like signed on to be like a you know brand ambassador or something. And uh, it's been great, but I didn't realize how much that actually entailed. Oh geez. So like all day today, I'm doing that. I'm trying to. I'm drawing my pages. I've got. Uh, other jobs that I'm, you know, taking on and like all this crazy, it's just constant. It's, it's nuts right now. I'm trying to find the, the, Oh, here it is. I'm going to, I'll post it in a second. Okay. Um, but that's, that's excellent. I'm so glad that you're doing this, but also I can appreciate it again. Uh, what, what you might, you know, what you've committed to do for Substack. No, I can't imagine how much, you know, crazy shit you got to do. Right, uh, uh, you know, on top of just getting pages done and coverage done and everything, so no, I I commend you for that. But yeah, I, it's that kind of thing, or even um, what you need to do to, for a Kickstarter. It's those kinds of things that really kind of I'm like, I don't know if I got you know the the bandwidth to to do all that shit. Yeah, I, I went from a guy who works in his office and just draws pictures and you know turns them in and then goes about his life to I have I have to have like multiple meetings a week. You know, I have to get on Zoom calls and you know, do all kinds of stuff, but I, I, I do enjoy it. Uh, I, I don't mind it. It's just my, my favorite thing to do in the world still is to draw. And so sometimes it can get frustrating when you're like, I just want to draw. Like that's what I do. And, you know, I'm sure that anybody that's ever ventured outside of just doing that probably feels the same. That's what amazes me about Todd. Like, he switched from being like the best, one of the best artists in the industry to being this super businessman. And it's just like, it's just so crazy to me that you would, that, that you could not only that you would want to do that, but that you could do it, you know? Absolutely. No. And there are many creatives that um, the, the last thing they want to do is handle the business side of their careers. Mm hmm but you got to do it. I mean, and Hey man, you're talking to a guy like that, especially coming from radio. Right. I was all about being on the air and even making commercials and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And now with word balloon, it's like, uh, you better take care of your business if you really want to make this thing work. Right. So that's Absolutely. what we got to do. You know, mm -hmm. Ed uh, has a great comment here. He loves, and I got to bring it back up the bat cycle. Have you done, or would you consider doing any black and white books? There's the best. Uh, I'm actually really interested in black and white books. I, uh, I really like manga. Sometimes I think that my preferred, I don't know if everybody's this way, but my preferred uh, format is I would, I like black and white art with tones. I, I mean, I, I love having a great colorist. I think their oh, sure. comic colors are out of this world right now. But uh, personally, I, something about the reading experience I enjoy um, a lot with the, with like black and white and tones. So that is something I put out on, Twitter recently was just I'm looking at possibly releasing doing a separate release of Vanish that has is in black and white with tones, uh, you know, just be just for my own vanity or, you know, the thing that I like. But we also have a I do have a sketchbook out that's in black and white that's got a ton of pages. Uh, I won't say from what because probably not actually allowed to have those pages in there, but it's something I did recently, you know. And uh, that's through comicsketchart.com. Um, you can get that sketchbook, and it's it, it's really cool. You know, people seem to really like it. That's great. I agree with Hallowfield. He prefers black and white. I grew up on Conan. Uh, me too. Uh, I also all those Marvel '70s black and white magazines with tones in them and stuff. 
no, I, I love that stuff. And it really made me appreciate it back mm-hmm. in the day. So mm-hmm. I can, I, you know, I, I completely agree with that. And in fact, I just talked to um, Max Allen Collins about uh, his 80s stuff with Terry Beatty on Ms. Tree. And mm-hmm. I had forgotten that they weren't black and white per se, but they were one color. Right. And with, with, you know, black ink and stuff. And they were monochrome and they're, and they really were distinct. And I, and I forgot about how, how cool that stuff was here. Yeah, uh, even, and, even like a what? sin city, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. With the hints of red and everything. Absolutely. Uh, Demjad wants to know, have you already been killed in crossover yet? Uh, I have not. I, as far as I know, but I'm sure I will be Donnie's first opportunity to take me out will be, uh, you know, he'll take that uh, opportunity. I'm sure. <laughs> Anthony Michael uh, says, I've been loving all the drawing live streams from Ryan. Uh, such a fun balance between art process appreciation and the dumbest comedy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the dumbest comedy. That's true. With whenever chip comes in, we get pretty silly. Well, that's good though. I mean, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, all right, so my screw around show or fuck around show is right. uh, with Art Baltazar and Franco, right? And yeah, that's you know it gets it gets dumb, it gets nutty, and and and, and no, it's that's cool. You need yeah. that sometimes, and and also it reminds me of my best days in sports talk radio. Right, I was never really a hard sports guy. I was the guy that came in with character voices mm-hmm. and I make novelty songs about the you know the 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 players and the owners and everything, and you know that was. I want to hear some of those. (laughs) Oh man, I uh, uh, all right. I'll bore you sometime. I've 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 still got a lot of them. Absolutely. Although some of them, I would be canceled in a heartbeat. And I confess this because I I acknowledge that times are different, and I never did anything to offend. But truly, I did multi uh, dialects Mm -hmm. and uh, and and things like that. That absolutely would be a hey, stay in your lane. Right. That's fine. It's a different world now. And again, I I welcome. uh, I appreciate that. And wouldn't wouldn't do a lot right. of the things that I did back then and stuff. But I'll I'll confess it, I did. Right, you know, back in the day. What are you going to do? Yeah, you had to. There's the radio. The radio was yeah. wild west. A hundred percent. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Absolutely, Anthony Michael. I've been loving all of. Oh no, that's we just said that one. I'm sorry, boy. Getting senile. Clearly, uh, Pete uh, Bicer says he misses Todd's art. Good for him though, being the boss. Yeah, man. My God, what a company the Farland Toys is. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. He's, I think, uh, it's, it's super impressive that he was able to do that. Totally, man. No. And I keep trying to get him on, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get there. I'll, I'll get there eventually. So what do you, what do you, do you, do you, obviously you're enjoying live streaming and screwing around like that. Again, I'm really glad that you're doing this stuff. What, uh, you know, I mean, anything in particular that you like about it? Well, I always enjoyed doing it. I've, I've done a bunch of them for Marvel and I really wanted to do more of that, but I, um, it was if I'm going to be drawing, I can't also be reading every comment, and you know that was always frustrating. So I had um, the you know Ethan and Griffin who produced my podcast. Uh, they what I what we started once we started paying them, like because we got the Substack money to start start this company, um, they became you know on the payroll so then i didn't feel bad asking them to come sit on these live streams with me and read me the questions and sort of mess around and so that's part of their job now that's actually like part of what they get paid for that's great and uh so that that's when we started doing a bunch of it but i mean i i'd like to do it you know i'm looking at now trying to figure out how to uh do even more which because i i don't want to do 
vanish pages for free on YouTube. So we're trying to figure out a way that I can do vanish pages uh, for, you know, for paid subscribers. And, you know, you can just kind of be in my office with me while I draw pages. And because I did a few of them, but then I started getting to the point where it was going to be really spoilery. And I was like, I don't know if everybody wants this and should I even give it away for free? So, um, but yeah, like I said, like it's so much fun and I, I love interacting with people. I talk to people all day. I can't, I don't like being alone in my office. I like, you know, having interaction. So yeah, it's something that we're looking into doing even more of. Do you have a lot of uh, aspiring artists following you and asking you uh, process questions? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's another thing that I would like to, I would, I, I would love to, I, I'm going to start doing portfolio review things on there where, you know, somebody can send in their stuff. Um, I keep saying that and I haven't advanced on it, but you know, like I said, things have been hectic, but it will happen. And then, you know, another thing I'd like to do, and I don't know when or how this would work, but I would like to take on, you know, young up and coming artists and work with them and teach them how to do this job you know, much like the old image days, but I think that we're in a different era where now where I could, they could be at their home. I don't, you know, they don't have to come live in Los Angeles or whatever they did yeah. back then. Uh, and I could just work with them and help them get better at drawing and, you know, hire them to draw books and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that's all down the line. That's all, you know, pie in the sky, hopeful stuff, but it is something that I'm super interested in. That's great. You are, you are still East coast, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, well, I'm in Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's leaning right up against the timeline. Absolutely, man. No, no, no. I understand that. I love that about Michigan because, man, it's like, you know, 9 o'clock on a summer night and it's still sunny out. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's 10 10 p.m. some nights. It's like, when? how am I supposed to put these kids to bed? How am I supposed to? I was going to say, that's the one drawback. Absolutely. Is having kids like that. Uh, This partnership with Donnie, does it leave enough time for you to pursue not Donnie projects. Do you not want to do that? And you're just all in with Donnie. How does, how does that all shake out? Yeah. I mean, so I, I, uh, I'm going to be, my, my drawing skills will be mostly put towards working on this book with Donnie. I have, I've been doing Marvel covers. You know, I did, I, I, I do some stuff outside of it like that. My hero academia piece and stuff like that comes up. But, uh, yeah, the idea is I want to work, I just want to work with him on that. But, you know, on the side, uh, we are starting to do some um, some uh, sort of vanished tie-in short stories or even miniseries that will be coming out on the Substack. And uh, I'm also going to start working on co-writing a book with uh, a buddy of mine that hopefully will also come out on the Substack. So, you know, I've got a million things going on. That's great, man. I'm uh, that literally is going to be my next question. When when are we going to start? You know, seeing you write. Yeah. So that's wonderful to hear. Excellent. Well, I, I mean, I did. I have written stuff at Marvel. It's just it is so hard to shift gears between. I almost feel like if I really wanted to, to write something, I would have to take like a couple months off of drawing just to like really wrap my head around a, a full scale story, but. Uh, cause you know, Marvel's interested in having me write more stuff and I'm interested too, but every time I sit down to do it, I'm like, Oh, I got to get back to this drawing board and then I don't want to half-ass it and all that stuff. So like I said, I'm going to bring in a friend and we're going to try to, we're going to try out, um, you know, sort of co-writing with me doing designs and covers and all that stuff and see how that goes. That's great. I was wondering when you do, first of all, Hallifield says the recent ghostwriter was just perfect. 
Thank you. That, yeah, that was really fun. I, he's that, talking about I did a 50th an, or 75th anniversary piece. It was oh nice. Neat. Yeah. Wow. Um, when you write, do you have to start really from a still a visual standpoint? Do you do breakdowns or anything like that when you're writing script, even even though you may not yourself end up drawing it? Um, so when I've written, it, uh, I will kind of. So I'll, I'll take a notebook and I'll start taking notes and that inevitably devolves into me drawing stuff. And, you know, I'll send that along to the artist that works on it, but mostly I try to keep it. I try to do it the right way because I feel like I can fall back on uh, just, it, it, I feel like it's, it's not a good process to get too involved in that stuff when somebody else is going to draw it because then you, you know, you're inevitably disappointed or they didn't do exactly what you thought or and I don't want to be overbearing when I do it. So, um, yeah, I try to do it, you know, what the quote unquote correct way. Okay. Fair enough. Fenix wants to know, do you let Oliver or Harrison read any of your comics? Yeah. They've I mean, read your sons, obviously. Yeah. They've read, uh, Venom. Wow. Venom run. Yeah. Good for you, man. <laughs> uh, they, they, you know, they, they love, uh, they love that stuff. They're both super into manga, though, so it's hard to convince them to read American comics. But, you know, Venom, I don't think that, that was it was maybe there was some stuff that was a little uh, heavy for them, but they they didn't seem to care. They they seemed into it. I don't know how they're I don't know about Vanish. Like maybe we'll have to we'll have to do a I'll get my letterer to do a clean version or something. I uh, understand. OK, no. Hey, man, I am for the parents that take the little kids to the horror movies and stuff like that, because if anything, I don't think it desensitizes them, but I think it it allows them to appreciate some of the humor behind that stuff. I I, I just again um, most and this is anecdotally, but most of my friends that were allowed to watch racy stuff when they were little kids, they didn't go postal. They they're they're oh good, yeah they're good adults and everything. And yeah, I mean I don't have children myself. I am Uncle Buck. You mentioned that with right. Donnie. And I've, I've been in that position of, all right, how do I entertain these kids yeah. <laughs> or whatever? But really, my sister pretty much had heavy handcuffs on the boys in terms of not letting them see R-rated movies until they were, you know, 17 or whatever. And it was like once it happened, and especially being a nerd, I'm like, oh, guys, now I can finally show you. Here's the Matrix trilogy. Here's right. this and things like that that, you know, she wouldn't have allowed them to see when they were when they were kids. So Yeah, I, I kind of. I always wonder, I'm I'm like, what is my line? I can't figure it out because like, uh, I, so some of my friends were like, well, no, I'm not gonna let my kids see Dune. And I was like, well, what is it that you don't like? It's PG 13. Like what is in there that there is going to be bad for them? And I watched and I felt like it was totally fine, you know? So I don't know what the line is for me. That's awesome. And I, and I, well, again, I mean, I, I do think you got to do case by case mm-hmm. and, you know, check out the thing before you show it to the kids. I'm totally for that, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm with you. I, 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 speaking of the great partnership with Donnie, how do you handle a situation like the injury death threats over Venom 11? And does it make you consider the level of access you do share with your fans? Well, I, first of all, I barely remember what venom 11 was at this point so i don't remember i didn't get any death threats uh i'm sure donnie did um but i think that he and i both did a thing um where we basically you can kind of make your twitter airtight so that you don't see any of that stuff yes like where people that you know 
are going to be doing that stuff. You know, they have like their fake accounts. Like they, they can't, I can't get tweets from them. Um, and you know, personally, I would be worried if I got like a death threat, but I haven't really had to deal with that. And, uh, I just kind of, I'm not super worried about it, but like, so for the Substack though, we have this community. Now these people are paying money to be a part of this community or they're doing it for free. But if they're doing, if they're a free subscriber, well, you say something, you get kicked. If you're a paid one, you know, I think that it would be very confusing if you were paying money just to yell at us. I'd almost be impressed. So go for it. I hear you, man. No. And again, some people, and, and you're right. Thank God we can control our feed and what we see and everything. Uh, I had a moment with the comic skate people. And uh, then the next day they found someone uh, bigger to, to kick. Yeah. So I, I've always found that you just, you just don't, you don't water that plant and it goes away. I'm hip. I'm hip. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, that's interesting. Uh, first of all, Fadi does no rule over oblivion because he states he's the God of the void and oblivion is referenced as the void. Well, this is, this is awkward. I don't know the answer to this question, but you know, sure. If, if you, you know what, if you, if you come to Marvel and you become a writer, then you can make that canon right now. That's not necessarily canon, but, uh, you know, somebody can make it canon at any point. <laughs> so, sure. It's it's both yes and no. It's Schrodinger's cat. Okay. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Giorgio, great thing here. Ryan retweeted my nullified Venom piece and my uncle's Venom pumpkin. So it'll always be the greatest of all time in my book. That's very nice. Yeah, that's super nice. Glad to hear it. <laughs> um, oh, uh, Knox wants to know, when Null fought Thor, were you trying to draw them as relative in power? Um, I would say yes. I think that they would be, you know, Thor is a god and Null is technically a god. Um, in my head, as I was doing it, I definitely would have thought that they were I think that Null would be more powerful, but that Thor, you know, could defeat him with, you know, guile and wit 
but you never know. I mean, I could be wrong on that one. I, this, this feels like a loaded question where I'm going to get yelled at. So, <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, hey, uh, let me ask you going back to uh, when you were uh, working with Jerry Conway on Spider Man. Uh, mm-hmm. What, you know, uh, yeah, t- tell me about that experience. I have so much respect for Jerry. Uh, and I'm so, I, I'm so glad that he's like willing to, you know, be as vocal as he is, not just about comics, but, you know, social things in general. Mm-hmm. And man, I'll tell you, I mean, ever since I was a little kid, I mean, I was nine reading the reprint of The Death of Gwen Stacy. So, I, you right. know, I'm like, and he was really one of my first like write, writers that I'm like, this guy knows what he's doing and I'm really enjoying his stuff. Yeah. Um, that was interesting because like they, they called me to offer it to me and then they're like, they're saying it's going to be renew your vows. So I'm just assuming, Oh, it's Dan slot again. That'll be really fun. And then they're like, and Jerry Conway's going to write it. I was like, what? That is crazy. <laughs> but I mean, the answer was still obviously yes. Um, and he was great to work with. I mean, it was short lived, I guess. Uh, I can't remember when he left the book, but uh, I actually even did some, some work where we did it true Mar- Marvel style where he just had like, uh, an issue breakdown and I, I drew all the pages and then I, I wrote the dialogue for that issue too. Okay. Uh, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, his ideas were great. It was, he was completely on point with everything prior to working with him. I was like, I haven't read his work in a while. And I went back and read, he had done a carnage series uh, fairly recently. And I was like, this is great. Like this guy still got it. So, um, and he did, he, everything he wrote was fantastic in that book. Doesn't surprise me. And I, I felt the same way, even going back to, he did like the last days of animal man mm-hmm. for DC before he came back to Marvel. And right. I'm like, this is, this is great. And Jerry still got it. And truly one of my joys was last year for the online Baltimore comic-con. I had him and Bendis talk to each other. Oh yeah. And it was so great, man. I mean, and you can appreciate from the way you do your podcast as well. I love when pros get together mm-hmm. and really understand the inside baseball and really get into the minutia. Right. And, you know, I mean, they had characters in common, they have publishers in common. So it, it was really, uh, it was as great as I had hoped it would be. That's so awesome. I can appreciate that. All right. Another, another, <laughs> another question from Fadi. Who, uh, let's see here. He says, did Thor lose the power cosmic after the fight with the black winter? And did he have the power cosmic during his fight with Kroll? I love these no. questions. He uh, he's asking a question that only Donnie would know the answer to. So okay, uh, what 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 answer could I give that would screw up Donnie's run the most and make Donnie's <laughs> life hell? Uh, <laughs> yes, to he did lose the power cosmic. Well, I think that he's catching us in something that we may have messed up. Oh, okay. Uh, and to that, I say that's Donnie's fault. 100% Donnie's fault. Well, I'll, I'll put a little uh, blame on Devin and Danny, who were the editors. They all blew it. I did great. boy. God damn right you did. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Don't blame the artist. He just gets what, you know, it's in the script and he draws it. What else can yeah. he do? That's all right, man. I get that. So you mentioned Dune. Um, what else have you seen lately? What are you liking? Um, let's see. We watched Dune as a fam. I, most of the stuff I, I watch, I watch with my sons. It's they're, they're at a good age where this was like the thing that you look forward to, like, uh, at, you know, when they want to sit down and watch movies that I like, cause it, cause the oldest is 10 and he just now started letting me watch things other than cartoons, which I love cartoons. Don't get me wrong. 
but uh you know i've started to show him some more stuff so i'd have to think about that but we we did just watch dune we just watched um x-men one and x-men two for the first time over the pandemic we watched all the marvel movies great uh tonight i'm taking them to the theater to see the my hero academia movie um outstanding yeah you know i'm really looking forward to that but um they i was surprised man they were they they were understanding dune and they were super into it and they were asking all the right questions and it was really cool that's there there you go that's a classic example of don't underestimate kids Mm -hmm. and their ability uh, to to read stuff i mean i think they get it better than i do honestly they'll explain things to me that i'm like I, I must have zoned out at that. I start thinking about work or something and I don't, I miss 10 minutes of the movie, you know? That's great, man. Well, that's like, I mean, I remember I was like in fifth or sixth grade when I read like the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings stuff and mm-hmm. everything. And I'm like, that's, you know, I mean, not to self congratulate, but I'm like, that's pretty heavy shit for a little kid, man. I'm like, all right. That's right. And they're even younger. So that's wonderful, man. That's beautiful. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, here we go. Interesting. Uh, what's your thoughts on Oblivion's character designs? Which Oblivion is he talking about? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. So, uh, Freakazy, if you want to tell us specifically which Oblivion and uh, readdress that, maybe we'll have an answer. I'll look it up. All right. And Knox uh, says, are you ever going to do another uh, Null run? <sighs> well, I mean, obviously never say never. I, I think, you know, I'm away from Marvel right now. I'm doing this creator-owned stuff. Um yeah, you know, I should do. I, I'm sure I'll do more stuff for Marvel in the future, um, and I would love to be the one who gets to bring him back because I think that'll be a big moment. But I think some smart writer and artist team are going to figure out, hey, if we bring this stuff, this guy back, this will have huge sales, and they'll get to it before we do. Um, but uh, I would say, um, you know, there's there's no way. I will go the rest of my career without doing something with no light shit. Say, okay, that's that's good to hear, Ryan. And um, I, I find it interesting which creators are like, all right, I did my time at the big two. Now it's all about creator own stuff. Mm-hmm. And the ones that say no, I, you know, if the right opportunity comes up, sure, I can I can make time for both. So I, yeah, I think that's I, I, I had yeah. I didn't I didn't leave because I don't like Marvel. I left to do this thing because I really want to own something and create something from the ground up. That's like what I got into the business for. Um, but you know, I love working at Marvel and I love all the stuff that I've gotten to do there. So, um, you know, I'm never going to say never or anything like that. I understand. Uh, Freakazia is back and says it's the oblivion. That is the void. All right. I'll look it up. This is oblivion from the eternals. I'm assuming so, yeah. Oblivion Eternals movie. This is good. Good podcasting, right? That's all right. Searching I... stuff on the internet. <laughs> Ryan is currently looking up what exactly what Freak Z is talking about. I mean, I, what I see here, here for the sure. narration. <laughs> Looks great. All right, there you That's go. That's my answer. Fantastic. Excellent. I think it's a fine answer. Absolutely. And uh, everyone's excited for, uh, are the kids excited for Eternals? Curious uh, on the opinion of a child on this flick. I don't, I'm sure they are They They think that it's pretty rare that we watch a movie that they say isn't the best movie they've ever seen. Um, so I'm sure they are. They've liked all the Marvel movies and uh, I, they, there's been no duds as far as they're concerned. So I saw some of the reviews aren't super high on it, but I'm sure it's cool. 
You know, but there are certain uh, YouTubers that I, I trust their taste. And the good comparisons I've heard to things like Ancient Aliens and mm -hmm. Chariots of the Gods and Eric Von Daniken, uh, Von Daniken in particular, that shit was happening when I was a little kid. And it makes that's why I like Ancient Aliens so much. I like that idea. And I wonder, because it is taking a, for lack of a better word, cerebral uh, approach rather than the straight up action of a lot of Marvel movies, if that is coloring a lot of people's opinions who aren't into the ancient alien, you know, kind of ancient astronaut theories and stuff that are out. Right. There. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking is, I mean, it's definitely a departure from what they normally do, but I'm sure it's still got the same tone and everything. I hear you, man, man, Fadi, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of Thor and null uh, questions and the like when Thor cut the connection of the hive mind from null and defeated null, would you say that version of Thor is above null? Okay. Cut the connection of the hive mind from null. Yeah, sure. Yeah, say, that see makes it. sense. Yeah. See see yeah. All right. Enough enough Thor null minutia. Fadi, I think I've given you four questions. Uh, I'm like a bartender. I'm cutting you off. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So uh, anyway. Uh, oh, hilarious. Peter Beiser says, love ancient aliens. George uh, Sukalis is the man. Greatest hair on television. The guy just like wakes up and it's like, yeah, um, all right, I'm ready. All the, right, the, here's the, the camera. The uh, oh, History that. Channel guy? What's that? The History Channel guy? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. that show. Yeah, there are these uh, meteor holes in the earth. We don't know where they came from. Right. He's the, is he the meme? Is he the aliens meme? The guy going, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, oh, here's Fennec says, did you hear the rumor that Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, and Tom Hardy will fight Null in a crossover? <laughs> I didn't hear that, but please make that happen. That would be freaking great. Uh, I I felt like at the end of the, the new Venom movie that they definitely left the door open to do some of the stuff that Donnie and I have uh, created. Um, but it also felt like they had, they, they had like two different, it felt like they, they created a fork and they could go either way. So uh, I haven't heard any rumors that it's actually happening, but, you know, hopefully. Excellent. That's cool, man. No, I, I like all of that. Um, what else? I mean, what else have you seen? You know, I'll tell you something. You mentioned kid cartoons. I've been very hard on new Star Trek, but I got to tell you, Star Trek Prodigy, the brand new Nickelodeon show. Mm -hmm. I think it's the best new Trek out there. I've heard that that's really good. I remember, I, I think I heard one, two of the voices on Comedy Bang Bang, and they kind of sold me on it. And then I just forgot to follow up and watch it. So I'll check that out. Yeah, it's only two episodes in, but uh, and I'm so relieved because I don't know if, how well you know Julie and Shauna Benson, but they were writers for the first season. Oh, okay. And, and you know, they Birds of Prey and Green Arrow, mm -hmm. a few other things at DC over the years. And uh, I know they're both massive Star Trek fans, and they were so excited to get the gig. Right. And uh, and also they know how much I shit on Star Trek, and they're my friends, and they're like, "Oh, please, please be nice." You know, we, we tried really hard. How do you shit like on Star Trek? Everybody loves Star Trek, don't they? Well, I love Star Trek, but I'll be honest, man. No, I'm not a Discovery guy. Picard okay. really disappointed me. Lower Decks is okay, right. and and thankfully, I think it continues to improve season to season. So, I mean, I'm still any new Trek. I'm I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that there's new Star Trek out there. I just wish it was written a little better for my taste, but that's me. Right. What are you gonna do? So, oh, this is fun. Uh, Hollowfield wants to know, and I and I saw this. I'm I'm assuming you might have as well. Did you see the Morbius trailer yet? Uh, I did not, but this is like a whole thing with my 
uh, live stream and podcast and everything that the two producers are obsessed with Morbius. Well, they're obsessed with Jared Leto and, but like in a, I guess in an ironic way, but they, they constantly bring him up and make me talk about Jared Leto and they make me watch the Morbius trailers and all this stuff. And I was just kind of thinking when I saw it was up, I was like, you know what? I'll save that. I'll watch it just before we do a live stream so that I can, uh, be, it, it can be fresh in my mind and we can talk about it then and make fun of Jared Leto and uh, what a dork he is. I How do you feel about it? Are you excited for that movie? Yeah, honestly, I, I like it. I mean, I, I am excited and I'll be honest at first. I'm like, do I want to see a Morbius movie? I don't know, but no, right. it, looks, it looks fun. It, mm-hmm. it really does. And I, I'll confess, I haven't seen the second Venom movie yet. But mm. hearing you, uh, it sounds like speak positively about it. I maybe the, you know. Are you sure I spoke positively about it? I, maybe I said I said they might use some of my stuff. I didn't. I I did not say anything positive about that movie. <laughs> uh oh, I love it. That's fantastic, man. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm not. Ta- uh, guess what? I'm not taking any more null questions. I don't. I, I'm I'm throwing the flag down on null questions. Enough. Seriously, I, I go, see, go yeah. talk to Ryan and go talk to Donnie on their podcast more about goddamn no. All right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fenix, I, I know this looks like changing the subject, but I promise it's not. No, change the subject. Do you guys know about Todd Diamond? I don't know about Todd. I, this feels like a trap. But yeah, I was going to sure say, it's th- a trap. No, Phoenix not- Animation seems like a nice guy, so I'm going to say it's not a trap, but I have no idea what that is. There you go. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, Ed wants to know... Although I would say that you've already delved into this. Uh, he likes P- Prodigy. Um, any interest on your own, uh, Rye, as far as art in a sci-fi genre? Again, I think you're already, you've are already you already been exploring that with Venom and other things. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that I've done... I, I Like, I would never want to draw a Star Trek book, for example, because it's a lot of, you know, there, there's not enough people punching each other. But, you know, sci-fi where they punch each other uh, is, is right up my alley. So... Uh, you know, that's kind of my answer is that there has to be action um, or I'm out, out. But I like drawing like, you know, science fiction, crazy stuff. Yeah, no, I, I can appreciate that. And I would imagine I think your style would, you know, I mean, obviously you like drawing big, ugly monsters. So that's yeah, for sure. Half the genre. So that's great. But, I, you know, I'm a, I am an old fashioned space opera Flash Gordon kind of guy. And, you know, that that had more fisticuffs than uh, your and then sword fighting even. Uh, than uh, Star Trek. I don't know yeah, if I mean, retro like that would interest you. Wally would, you know, with his old sci-fi. I'm always super into that stuff. I I have those fanographics reprints of that stuff. And oh yeah, I yeah, love yeah. I love like the crazy tech and you know the Kirby tech and doing all that kind of stuff. So you never know. That's awesome, man! Fantastic. Uh, what else? How about DC stuff? Uh, DC TV uh-huh. or film? What about it? CW, yeah, do you watch the CWs? Do your boys watch the CW stuff? No, nope. um, I have not seen. I used to see the uh, ending of The Flash when I would watch uh, iZombie back in the day, but that was. Uh, I understand. I uh, I ha- I haven't gotten into any of those. Um, the, again, the producers of my podcast are always telling me that I need to watch it. It's just there's only so many hours. And I, ba- I basically get about 30 to f- minutes to an hour of TV a night, and it's usually with my wife. And uh, it's usually, you know, something that we have to agree on and she's never going to agree to the flash. So uh, it's kind of out of the picture right now. No, I understand. And I'll be honest, that's uh, not with a, uh, the issue of uh, a companion, but um, work has kept me from watching anything longer than an hour of 
network television where I can zip around and stuff. And yeah, I'll be honest. I've been way behind on a lot of movies, even ones that have made it to HBO max and other streamers Mm -hmm. first Disney plus, because I don't have the time to sit for a two hour movie. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Oh, this is funny. Uh, Let's see. What do we got? First of all, bomber guy uh, wants to know what you, what would you say to someone who's just starting to learn art? What should he focus on? How do you keep yourself? How do you keep your own focus going? Yeah, that's a good question because it's been a while since I was, you know, technically starting out. But I did have I do remember having difficulty focusing uh, because you get to a point in every drawing where it's too hard for you to draw, like you don't know how to to do it. But I guess my advice would be um, I do a I do a timer. I still do this to this day. Uh, where it's, you know, a Pomodoro timer where I work for 30 minutes and then I take a five minute break and, uh, you know, and then I just keep cycling through that the entire day. And I think that can help um, keep you focused because you just need that like sort of mental rest for those five minutes. Um, And then what would I say to someone starting to learn art, what to focus on? Um, I would learn, I would try to learn 3d forms. The two things that you're going to need that are going to make your stuff, uh, you know, uh, above other people's is you need to know perspective and you need to know 3d forms. People always say that you need to know anatomy and you should learn anatomy eventually, but you should all first, you should learn your cylinder in space, your sphere in space, your, your cube in space, and then how to do perspective. And those things will make your stuff look you know, you'll be able to work in a more natural way if you can learn those things. That's great, man, because truly it has always usually been anatomy is the stock answer. But I think that's great that you're even going that one step further in terms of learning 3D. So so that makes a lot of sense. Uh, uh, that's interesting. And Freaky Z uh, he, he agrees that his business teacher taught him the same focus technique. So yeah, that- it really it really works. It's it's. I don't know what it is about it. I mean, I, you know, as long as you can stay, you got to stay off your phone. You got to stay off your, you know, the internet. But basically my five minutes, I just kind of walk around my basement or do some jumping jacks or just kind of stretch my legs and, you know, maybe eat a snack or something and get right back to it. Absolutely. No, I'm with you, man. Uh, Smodo uh, says, what digital tools and programs do you currently use for your art? Um, so I use Clip Studio Paint, which is um, a, you know, it was originally called Manga Studio. It's for making manga, essentially. But I, I only do, um, I only print out, I do it for my layouts, and then I print those out on board and I finish it traditionally. Uh, so, and then I use, I have to use Photoshop to like for scanning and just certain specs, but so um but I don't draw in Photoshop. I do, I, I do all my drawing in uh, Clip Studio. Okay, fair enough. Um, well, listen, let's see. Uh, oh, final, uh, Ed wants to know from a Michigan standpoint, have you ever been to Bad Axe, Michigan? Best n- to name town of a town ever. You went there for a wedding once. Have you been to Bad Axe? I feel like, I mean, I've definitely driven through it. I don't remember where it is. Uh, I feel like it's near Grand Rapids possibly, um, but it is a pretty cool name. Okay, and Howfield, I guess, did a a buyer's uh, comparison between Clip Studio and uh, Procreate, and he just got Clip Studio himself, so that's cool. Well, Clip Studio, I I have a Cintiq, and I use Procreate on my iPad, which is also, you know, a really interesting uh, 
program. It's just I I grown comfortable with Clip Studio on my computer, and that's where where I'm at. But I do I met I dabble with Procreate for sure. When you uh, do sketches, are you doing them digitally and printing them out? How are you? Uh, how are no, you when I, when I do the, like the live drawings, well, or or whatever you sell in terms of when you sell commission sketches and stuff like that. Oh like, no, that's all question. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all. I, I have a pretty robust original art market, and um, so I even if I wanted to, I couldn't not do traditional anyway. at this point. Like I. I kind of envy people that do everything digitally because it's just so convenient. And, uh, you know, someday, you know, maybe I'll make that leap if I'm rich enough to lose that other income. But uh, I really like selling my stuff for money. <laughs> well, and truly as someone who himself who, who buys, uh, you know, com- commission sketches all the time, I'm glad you do because, uh, yeah, I mean, I just bought uh, from Baltimore uh, a great, Ramona Fraden, 95, mm-hmm. 95. That's crazy. And still doing it, man. That's and so I got awesome. this, this outstanding green arrow. And it's like, I think the fourth piece I've ever bought from her. And it's, oh, it's just such a pleasure that she's still doing it and doing it as well as she does. And especially that's so cool. 95. Yeah, she's amazing, man. So that's great. And and again, I want to remind people that I, I think if the stars align, Ryan is going to be uh, doing this online show. Uh, mm-hmm. For Bill Cox's uh, comic art fans uh, website, he's got a great uh, art buying fan base, and uh, I believe uh, Ryan and Felix will be doing an hour talking and and selling Ryan's stuff. So uh, as always, if you enjoy commissions, I mean, I'm going to show you again some of the the stuff I plucked just uh, doing a Google search. But I mean, and again, forgive it if it's if it's a little uh, out of focus. I apologize, but uh, I, I just honestly, Ryan, as always, I, I love these sketches. I think they're amazing. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you are still working in uh, pen and paper. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, it's uh, fun. Absolutely. No, and that's the you know, classic shit, man. Well, congratulations. I'm really excited for Vanish and what you guys are doing on Substack. I am I am thrilled that uh, I can call you a, a podcast uh, a brother as far as Stegman and Friends. And I count the videos and the live streams just as much as traditional podcasting as far as I'm concerned. Well, thanks, so, man. Uh, absolutely. And, and great catching up, man. Truly. All the yeah, best. Yeah, sure. Let's hope that uh, soon we'll uh, – I don't know if you have any already nailed down. Are you coming to Chicago for C2E2? Uh, I, I am not because I'm going to be doing Emerald City, but I might come into Chicago just to, like, go have dinner with people and stuff. So we'll oh, see. Man. I'll, I'll let you know. I was going to say, please. I mean, I don't want to horn in if, if, you know, you got your set group or whatever, but if there's if there's an extra chair, you know I'd love to see it. So, for sure. Uh, Absolutely. So best Aaron and, uh, and, and the kids, and I hope everything's going well. And uh, Donnie and really excited for this uh, business initiative you guys got going with Substack and beyond. And as always, keep up the great work, man. Thank you. Great seeing you, Ryan Stegman, yes, everybody. Sir. Later on, uh, it's going to be Kinescope. It's me, Gabe Hardman, Ian Brill, uh, hopefully uh, maybe Andy Parks, maybe William Meyer, maybe uh, Jeff Parker. But uh, I don't know, Ryan, how much you like about or if you ever watch any of the old live television productions mm. of the 50s. Listen to this lineup. Uh, Steve McQueen, William Shatner, Ralph Bellamy. It's a courtroom drama called The Defender. Uh-huh. And it's really early in Steve McQueen's career, at mid-50s, uh, before he was the king of cool. And uh, and it's cool to see him young like this. And it's, it's a great courtroom drama that eventually became an early 60s, uh, very socially aware TV show called The Defenders with E.G. Marshall and Mr. Brady. Robert Reed was the 
uh, son and their father-son uh, law firm. In this case, it's Ralph Bellamy and William Shatner are the father-son lawyers defending McQueen. And uh, it's, a, it's a great story. It's on YouTube. It's free. And we're going to be talking about it tonight at uh, 930 Pacific, uh, 1230 Eastern Time. Uh, this I'm is sure. this is just you guys talking about it. You guys all watched it and then talk about it. It's not like a live viewing thing. Yeah, no, we don't do a live viewing. Uh, we're, I'm always nervous about copyrights because mm-hmm. even with that old shit, you never know. And so, I mean, I just did a show about Ernie Kovacs and uh, ran a couple of clips and got, I mean, I wasn't running any uh, paid ads or anything like that, but I got a copyright claim from, uh, from YouTube to watch right. it. So, you know, so yeah, I mean, it's, I always think of it more of as a video book club that we all watch it and then we all get together and talk about it and stuff. That's pretty cool. There you go. Great talk with Ryan Stegman. Let me tell you about next weekend, not uh, tomorrow and Sunday, but the weekend of the 13th and the 14th. Uh, We've got a great lineup for you with uh, incredible uh, panels as uh, the artists are making a lot of original art uh, for sale uh, through comic art fans. Uh, Dave Marquez and Brian Bendis will be doing a panel. Scott Dunbeer and J. Scott Campbell. Jamal Igel, Alex Saviak, Mike Norton, uh, also Anthony Snyder, the dealer, will be there. Paulo Rivera will be with Mark Hay. Uh, Felix uh, uh, will be with uh, Ryan Otley and Ryan Sook and, uh, of course, uh, Ryan Stegman, all three Ryans. And uh, we will also be talking to uh, Joe Weems and Marco Galli and Dan Jurgens and Brett Breeding. That's all happening next weekend. Comic Art fans will be doing their live art show. It will be on Word Balloon's YouTube uh, channel as well. And uh, I'll be moderating a lot of these panels, but I'll also be bringing you the audio in the days ahead uh, that week afterwards, uh, starting on the 15th. So make sure you uh, check out that either live on video or over the weekend on YouTube and then uh, as well on audio starting on the 15th. Word Balloon brought to you by Aftershock Comics. You know, Joe Pruitt of Aftershock did something really smart when the pandemic hit, and that was figure out a way of presenting short form but really powerful stories from a lot of the top creators. After Dark is a brand new 48 page anthology featuring some incredible horror stories from people like Cullen Bunn and Cliff Richards, Jim Starlin and Nicole Jelenic, Joe himself with Seisman Kodransky and Frank Thierry and Joe Isma. Four great stories from four great groups of creators. Really neat stuff. Make sure you check out November's After Dark. Also coming from Aftershock, a brand new series from Cullen Bunn. It's The Heathens. Cullen Bunn Heath Amadio and Sammy Cavella. Pretty neat stuff. Uh, and uh, it's a brand new series. Also coming from Aftershock, the collected volume of Shadow Doctor, a true story about Peter Calloway's grandfather, Nathaniel Calloway, a black man who graduated from medical school in the early 1930s. He couldn't get any work in any Chicago hospitals, so he had to turn to Al Capone. It's one of the most profoundly fascinating and significant stories Aftershock has ever put out. Uh, It also received uh, Eisner nominations, rightfully so, for, for George Genty's incredible art. Make sure you look at this collaboration coming up in November. Shadow Doctor, the complete series collected in one volume from Aftershock Comics. And uh, don't forget, you can find other great stories, previews of the stories, full pages of art at their website, AftershockComics.com. Word Balloon is also brought to you by AlexRossArt.com. Alex's art speaks for itself. Iconic images of incredibly 
amazing characters over the years. DC, Marvel, some great Golden Age heroes that Alex has redesigned. Tributes to people like the Monkees and Monty Python, David Bowie, the Beatles. So many great iconic people have allowed themselves and their estates have allowed Alex to depict them in ways that you want on your walls. I mean, these are not only wonderful covers for graphic novels and comics, but also beautiful art prints, amazing lithographs, and incredible original art as well. If you can swing it, it's worth it because Alex is that kind of illustrative genius. And all of his work is waiting for you at every price point imaginable at alexrossart.com. Don't waste time. Go over there today. I'm sure you're going to find your favorite hero depicted by Alex Ross. alexrossart.com. Word Balloon is brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners, my followers from Patreon, patreon.com slash wordballoon. They've been instrumental to me, not just during the weirdness of the pandemic, but seriously, ever since I opened my Patreon account, I met so many patrons at Baltimore Comic-Con recently who were incredibly kind, and I'm so grateful for their support, their attention, and their willingness to uh, really help me out with Word Balloon with their monthly donations to what I'm doing here at Word Balloon. If you like what I do here, if you can swing it, I know it's a weird time, I know times are tough, but if you like what I do here and you you can you know help me out with Word Balloon because all I'm trying to do is entertain uh, all of us with these amazing conversations and I'm doing it with the good graces of my fans, the League of Word Balloon listeners. If you want to join the league, patreon.com slash wordballoon. Until next time, thanks for listening. Word Balloon is a copyright feature of Shaky Productions. Copyright 2021. Stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.